It's easy to love somebody who's good to you, right? It's easy, right? It's hard to love somebody who's done you wrong. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Bald Believers. I'm Chad. And I'm Jamie. And uh, today, we thought we would talk about a topic that kind of touches all of us, uh, that of feeling like an outcast. Yeah, so you're like, well, who... Who are you going to cover? And we could have covered a lot of people. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of examples. There's a lot of examples. But we're going to cover one that you may not have heard of. So um, that that character is uh, Jephthah. Maybe I'm saying it right. Maybe I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, this is kind of Kentucky pronunciation. So bear with us. If you've got a better pronunciation, please leave it in the comments. But we're going to go with Jephthah. Which is also a a small county in eastern Kentucky. Small town in eastern Kentucky. Yeah. So I don't know if you knew that or not. So a little uh, useless information for you. Did not know that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll file that away. Yeah. So Jephthah, that's who we're going to cover. And you say, well, why Jephthah? So when we say, why not Jephthah? Why not? Uh, Jephthah is one of those characters he's... um, has a whole chapter in Judges mentioned about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, in my opinion, you know, Chad said, "Hey, let's let's cover this." So I had to spend a little bit of time and study it. And what we find is, you're like, "Why is he in here? Why does Jephthah have a whole chapter uh, dedicated to him?" And not only is he in there once, but we also we also bump into him again later on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we hear about him uh, a little bit later. later on into the New Testament. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, I'm under the understanding, under the belief that if, if it's in there, then you should dig in and figure out why. Yeah, there's a reason it's there. There's, there's, a, there's a purpose. There's a reason and a purpose. So uh, we're going to break that down and uh, and share with you why we, you know, some some takeaways that we got from uh, Jephthah, what what it represents to us, and what it means to us. So well, let's just let's just start off talking about Jephthah. Uh, his mother was a harlot, and. Uh, Apparently, his brothers and his family, they didn't much care for that. So uh, they uh, kind of kicked him out of the family, right? They didn't want to have anything to do with him. And uh, so Jephthah leaves. And I think we've, we first off see something about Jephthah is that he's a natural leader, right? Yeah. Uh, the, there are men that are drawn to him. As a matter of fact, chapter 1, they uh, speak about him. And how yeah, it, it speaks to him and says that, that he was a mighty man of valor. Right. And, you know, whenever I think about that show and think about what's a mighty man of valor, I'm thinking uh, today's terms. What does that look like? To me, what that looks like is uh, a Navy SEAL. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. I picture this this mighty man of valor, this uh, this Navy SEAL who is ready to spring into action, who's ready to go into battle, who people are um, are ready to stand up and listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've had the, the privilege not to listen to any Navy SEALs, but to listen to some Top Gun pilots. Oh, yeah. I've been to a few different uh, events where they were speaking, and they command your attention. They're just natural leaders. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's how uh, Jephthah, when it talks about him being this this mighty mm-hmm. man of valor, that he, he gained their attention. There was right. something about him. Uh, yeah. But he had this ragtag of guys who... Yeah, that uh, they, they came around. They were drawn to him. I said chapter 1. It's Judges chapter 11, but that was mentioned. That introduction's in verse 1, yeah, verse one. of chapter 11. But So, uh, so he, he's an outcast, right? And I think we can all identify with that. We've all uh, possibly felt like outcasts at some point in time or another. And uh, so he, he he's kicked out of the family. Uh, he goes to live in the land of Tom, right? There again, that's a Kentucky pronunciation, so it may or may not be right. But uh, during this time, the uh, the Ammonites, the children of Ammon, they make war against Israel. 
and it's not going to go so well for the for the Israelites. So they've uh, you know they've kept up with Jephthah. They they've heard what's going on. So they come down and they see him. And they go, Jephthah, we want you to come back and help us. And I think Jephthah's initial response is a response that any of us would have. You know, it's a pretty uh, human response. He says, well, why do you want me? Yeah, now why am I so good, right? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't good enough before. I couldn't I couldn't be raised in the house, right? I couldn't sit around the family table, but now you have a time of need, so now you want me. Yeah. But uh, where I think we can learn something is from the fact that uh, even though he said that, we see enough into his character and in his heart, and I think this is probably what made him a pretty good leader, is that he said, okay, I'll come back and help you, right? He didn't uh, hold this over their head. He didn't turn his back on them. He saw that they needed something and he could help, right? And, and not only that, but when he comes back to help, and, and he's a mighty man of valor, right? And he said all these men gather to him to follow him around him, and the children of Israel come to get him, right? His first response in this conflict is to seek peace. Yeah, he's a right? peace seeker. Right, he didn't. He didn't seek war as an end, even though he was a mighty man. And I think we confuse that sometimes, and we think mighty men and and mighty people and valor is uh, is violence centered, but yeah. it's not necessarily right because we see that with Jephthah here. I think it's more leader quality. Yeah, it's, it's a leader quality exactly. But yeah, absolutely. So things kind of turn a little bit, though, for Jephthah. And, I, you know, go tell that. I think it's, uh, there's, a, there's a turn here that we all fall into. There is a turn here. You know, we, uh, we look at Jephthah, and if, if he was to initially search him, what you'd find is he's very controversial. He, he is very he's controversial. controversial. And, and here's the reasoning why. He has everything going for him now, right? He's, he, there's no reason... I mean, every, God's in his favor. Everything's going like it should. Yeah. And then he does this bonehead move you know, <laughs> yeah. where, where he says, God, if you just allow me to have this one victory, he had no reason not to know that he was going to have a victory. Right. If you just allow me to have this one victory, I'll offer the, the first thing that comes out of my door as a sacrifice. Right. And, and in his thinking, he's thinking he's going to come home and an animal's going to run out, maybe a dog or, or some type of farm animal, but that's not, that's not how it goes. That, that's it. Yeah, that's not how it goes. <laughs> uh, and So here's what happens. Uh, Jephthah comes back from war. The first thing that comes out is his daughter with like a tambourine, right? She's excited yes. to see her dad. And at this time, he's crushed. He's yeah. crushed. He, he's, he's devastated by what he sees. So, so the controversial part is, you know, we're like, wow, now he's going to offer his daughter as a sacrifice. So in my opinion, so there's Bible scholars who are well above my caliber. I don't claim to be a Bible scholar. Not me either, <laughs> but, by no means. But what you'll find if, if you study and you read what these guys say, there's there's several different takes on it. Um, but in my opinion, when you look at his life and when you look at what he was doing, what was he doing? He was a judge, mm -hmm. right? He's, he's, he's a judge. Uh, what do judges do? They upkeep the law. Right. Uh, we know that the laws that he was upkeeping would have been part of the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. And one of those Ten Commandments says, thou shalt not kill. Right. Obviously, he made a bonehead thing saying, hey, I'm going to you know, offer this sacrifice. He would have been experienced that through these pagan gods that he'd seen yeah. over the course of his time. Mm -hmm. um, but we know that God does not, he, he doesn't condone human sacrifice. No. Uh, what comes to mind is um, whenever uh, Abraham, he's going up, I mean, he's got the knife, he's getting ready to, offer Isaac and what happens? God stops him in a moment. Right. 
So that's something God doesn't condone. He doesn't, doesn't condone that. You, you know, the thing about that, you, you mentioned Abraham. When, when they're going and he's told to go and sacrifice his son, right? And his servants are with him. And the boy and him, they get off and they gather the wood for the, for the burnt offering. And he looks at his servants and he said, we will be back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We will be back. He had enough faith. Yeah. So right. he did. But uh, we know that, like I said, at the last moment, God's like, it's not happening. God provided a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And in this, what I believe, because when he comes back, his daughter, she says, um, give me two months. Give me a two month reprieve. Right. I'm going to go out with my friends. Mm -hmm. And when she goes out, she goes out with her with her friends. It's a it's a girl's time out. And, and they're having this girl time and she's mourning. And the Bible tells us she's mourning over her virginity. Right. Because what every woman of that time wanted to, had a desire was to be married. Right. And, and not only to be married, but the desire was to have children. Yes. And not a, only a to have... A male child. Yeah, not only to have children, but to have a male child. Right. Why is that? Well, it's to pass on the legacy, bring on the... to, to continue the name. Mm -hmm. So here, you know, in my thinking, if he's a judge... And he's keeping up the law. Why would he break this one law? Right. Of thou shalt. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. So what does make sense is that he would, seeing the error of his ways, that he had his bonehead thing, and his sacrifice was sacrificing her uh, into the temple. Right. And she would have been a sacrifice into the temple to serve into the temple to never be married, uh, to never to never bring forth children, mm -hmm. which had been very devastating. She and and. If I'm not mistaken, it was a, a tradition that carried on every year. These women would get together. And they would celebrate that. And they would celebrate mm -hmm. um, uh, her sacrifice. But, you know, here's the thing. And I think we, I think once again, there's something else with Jephthah that we all fall into this at some point in time. He made a deal with God. He tried to bargain with God. We don't have anything to offer. He's God. Yeah. Right. But how many times have we been guilty? Yeah, yeah, God, just give me this. And and all we're doing is falling into Jephthah's trap. And I think that that's what we're being shown here. That's the reason his daughter came out. It's to show us that, you know, we don't have anything that we can give God. Yeah. Right? As a matter of fact, uh, we're sinful creatures. And apart from uh, Jesus sacrificing himself on the cross and paying our, den our sin debt, and, and uh, imparting his righteousness to us, we had nothing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, how, you know, I think about uh, how many times when I was younger taking a test and please, God, just let me get this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guess what? Didn't work. Didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't, work. didn't work. Didn't work. Uh, we got nothing to offer, but he has everything to offer. You know, and he talked about Jesus on the cross, reminded me the only sacrifice that God, right? The only human right. sacrifice. Uh, and who, who instated it? it was God in flesh. Right. You know, it was him offering himself up. Uh, so, you know, we look at Jephthah and we think about what he done and how we fit in, Yeah. how, we, how, how he merges into our life, what we can learn from him. Yeah. So, I mean, some pretty good takeaways. Yeah, I think that's why he gets uh, the, the whole chapter there, uh, because there's a lot of traps there that we fall into. And in a lot of ways, Jephthah shows us the right move to make. Yeah, I mean, you, you can know? go, like I said, you go through Judges and it's listing all these Judges of Israel and, and mentioning some that, that judged for 20, 22 years, and they got two, three verses. Right. And then you got Jephthah, who has the whole chapter dedicated to him, uh, you know, things that we can learn from him. So, um, you know, as I studied in that and thought about that and thought about, wow, man, how controversial is this guy? Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's, um, 
in my opinion, there's a lot of controversial characters throughout the pages of our Bible. There is. Uh, there's, you know, for us to dig in, and, and when you really dig in, you begin to study and you begin to think about those guys and you begin to, and those ladies. You know, I don't want to exclude the women because there's some, oh, <laughs> there's some controversial fabulous, women. And fabulous examples and very controversial. Uh, in there as well. Uh, but to be able to see that and see how that applies to our life. Yeah. You know, and seeing this guy, uh, Jephthah. So, you know, Chad and I were talking about who should we talk about. And uh, he texted me and said, let's cover Jephthah. Let's talk about Jephthah. So, you know, digging in and seeing how he applies to our life and then realizing how controversial it was, mm-hmm. uh, how messed up of a, of a thing that he did. By, right. By, you know, making this thing, offering God something like we have something to offer him. Right. But, but we're guilty of it. We are. Uh, we are. And he made such an impact, though. And he's he he's such a character that we need to study that, like Jamie said, he uh, he appears later on. In scripture. He does appear later on. So when we're reintroduced to him, we're reintroduced to him in Hebrews um, chapter 11. Right. Um, and if, if you know anything about Hebrews chapter 11, that's what's considered the um, the hero hall of faith. Yes. It's it the is. faith chapter uh, throughout Hebrews. So there's a lot of a lot of solid characters that's mentioned there. Mm-hmm. Um, Moses is, or Noah's mentioned, Abraham's mentioned, all these solid biblical fi- uh, figures and then also this figure Jephthah yeah. this guy Jephthah's mentioned there and, and we have to ask ourselves we say wow why why is Jephthah mentioned why do why do why is he brought up as uh, into the hall of fame because in order if you've ever been to a hall of fame you know you had to do something to get there mm-hmm. you don't just sign up on a team and everybody makes it to the hall of fame right or you're not just a great musician and everybody makes it in you know to the Hall of Fame. There's a lot of musicians that will never grace any uh, Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But Jephthah is mentioned in the, in Hebrews chapter 11 as uh, being in the Hall of Faith. And we say, you know, what do you think, Chad? Why do you think he ended up there um, in, in that chapter 11 of Hebrews? Well, I'll tell you why I think he's there. And this is my opinion. And of course, you know, for whatever that's worth. It's free. You're it's free. It's free. Board, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's Here it is. Uh, you know, when Jesus was asked, and I think we covered this in another video, when he was asked what the great commandment was, he says, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, and thy soul. And the second is likened to the first, to love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, it's easy to love somebody who's good to you, right? It's easy, right? It's hard to love somebody who's done you wrong or who has cast you off. And I think that uh, to have a friend that's done that, or an acquaintance that's done that, that's hurtful. And I think we can all probably look at a point in our life, but to have a family member who does that and to have your whole family, is what happened here, to do that and then to turn around and have the heart to say that he he still loves them. He's still going to be there for them. And to go through all this, I, I just think Jephthah is just a great example to us. And I think that's why he made it into chapter 11. I think that's why he's, he's spoken of because uh, there's a lot we can see of our life in his. And there's a, a, a lot of ways we can learn from his example. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, here's what, I, here's what I'd encourage you to do. I'd encourage you to go pick up Judges. Yes. Right. And, and read about Jephthah. We just gave you a short snippet of, of Jephthah. Uh, but go in there and read about them. And then after you read about them, then go into Hebrews 11. Mm-hmm. And then read Hebrews 11 uh, and tie those two together. And then you guys see what you think, right? Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, 
I encourage you when you're reading, uh, try to find out maybe where you fit in the story. Even though the Bible, God's word is about God, right? It's not about us, but it's there for us to learn from. Try to see where you fit, maybe what you have in common with Jephthah and see maybe did uh, did you react the right way? What can you learn from that? And uh, speaking of that, I, I hope you got something from today. I, I know I've enjoyed sharing it. I've enjoyed us speaking about it before we ever got to this point. We had some wonderful conversations. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. Uh, we encourage you to go out, um, like us there, on uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, we're on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page up. It's called The Ball Believers. Uh, so go check us out there. Uh, give us a like there. When you do, you'll get uh, updated as whenever the uh, latest episodes, we post those. Um, also, we're on Spotify and several other media platforms. So whatever whatever you listen to, however you podcast, uh, search us. Uh, and when you're searching for us, look for The Ball Believers. Yeah. And, and you you should find us there. So we're excited. We're uh, mm-hmm. excited that we can do this, that we, have, that we can offer it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope that you've gained something out of it and that your walk uh, grows closer with the Lord. Thanks.